Thank you all again for coming out this morning. Really glad that you are here. Again, we have some uh, uh, visitors with us. Thank you for being here. We're glad you're here. Love to have you every time you can come. We still have a lot of our uh, uh, regular families, and uh, this has been going on for a, a month or more. Uh, folks taking off on the vacations and trips can't hold that against them. I'm sure they'll all make their way back soon, and and we'll all be uh, be back to our, our our normal life and our normal schedules. For now, people are uh, are taking these trips and going on vacation, and uh, good for them. Uh, we hope they'll all be safe and be back with us soon. I want to give you a few passages that you might be uh, uh, marking and uh, looking up even before we begin. Matthew chapter twenty three. Matthew 23, beginning at verse 23. Also Romans 16 and verse 17. Romans 16 and 17. John 13, verse 34 and 35. We'll be looking at those in just a moment. There will be a couple after that, and I will give them to you when we get there. While you're looking for them, let me put in a plug for the summer series, which is now... uh, just, what, nine days away, our summer series will be beginning. Those meetings, those services will be on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, the 16th, 23rd, and 30th. The whole thing is is about family. We believe that this is on purpose. This is a plan. We're asking these men to, to speak on these particular subjects. And, and we're hoping that, that you will, will make a commitment and make every effort to assemble with us on those Tuesday nights. We will not be meeting on Wednesday for Bible study in those weeks. But those Tuesday nights, there will be lessons concerning the family. And I would urge you to, to mark your calendars, put it in your phone, clear your schedule. Oh, you can be with us on those Tuesday nights. And then Paul Smith will finish up for us on Sunday morning, August the 4th. We'll have our regular traditional uh, first Sunday in August meal together. We made these changes for the benefit of the, the children, their parents, the school teachers. I believe it is a positive change, but we're counting on you to make the commitment to attend those services. So please... Uh, Please let me urge you to try to be here on the 16th, 23rd, 30th, and Sunday, August the 4th. My lesson this morning is is really just part two of what I spoke about last Sunday. I talk a lot, and I know I do, about opposing changes that are not biblical or things that I believe will hurt our congregation. There might not be a thou shalt not somewhere in the Bible, but in most cases, neither is there an example of it, nor is there a command or authorization. And I freely admit that T.A. is opposed to those things that we just take our own license to do because we want to. I, I, I am opposed to those things. I'm not against change, period. I just now talked about the summer series. We've never done this before. This is something that is different for the Bethel 
congregation. And just so you will know, uh, we were looking for a way to, to help our students and their parents the many school teachers that we have, we were looking for a way to help them. They were just saying, hey, hey, it's hard that first week in August we go back to school and, and, and it's so hard. We were trying to figure out a way to help. It was, it was I. It was I who proposed to the elders, what about guys if we, if we meet on Tuesday nights in July, and then finish up on the first Sunday of August. They, of course, had to give their approval, but it was, it was T.A. who actually offered that, that possibility. And so I'm, I'm not against good change. A few years ago, we changed buildings. And as soon as our building committee offered their, their final report to us, and I saw it was something that we could do and, and we could afford to, uh, to pay for, I was all in. Yeah, let's, let's build us a new building. I, I'm not against good change. But if something's going to hurt us, then I'm going to be opposed to it. And we should not pretend that these things are not happening even in the Lord's church. Uh, and pretend that it can't happen here at Bethel. We need to be watchful for these things. Now, now with that being said, you know where I'm at on that? No uncertain terms. But with that being said, I know that even as we try to oppose these things, we still have to act like a Christian. We still have to act like we're following the example of Jesus Christ and do it in the right way. In Matthew chapter 23, and beginning at verse 23, this is, this is Jesus talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, and I, and I want you to notice the way he words this. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithes of, of mint and, and anise and, and, and cumin, which they were supposed to do. That, that was part of the law of Moses. They, they were doing that right. But notice what he says. But you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. You see what he's saying there? You're doing some things right, but there's more to this. Blind guides, he said of them, you strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. We have to uh, oppose the negative, but at the same time, we can't give up building up the positive things. If we're always trying to just tear down, and, and I'm preaching to myself here, if T.A. gets in this pulpit every single Sunday and starts trying to tear down everybody else out there in the world and talk about all the negative things that are happening today, it's going to be hard for us to build on those good things that we are doing. We're doing a lot right. And so we oppose the negative, yes. But at the same time, we're, we're building on the positive. To my knowledge, as far as T.A. knows... Every congregation in Bledsoe and Sequatchie County is preaching and teaching and practicing the truth. As far as I know, they are. Instead of finding fault with one another, we need to be building each other up and supporting one another. We're on the same team. We're preaching the same gospel. We need to be trying to support each other. 
A few years ago, I, I, I say this with sadness. I don't believe we were doing a very good job of that. And I say we, I'm talking about just about at least somebody and just about every congregation round about us. We were not doing a good job of being brothers and sisters. We were not doing that right. We were finding fault with one another. We were, we were making accusations that frankly were just not true. And I believe somebody in every congregation was guilty of that at some time or another. And some folks appointed themselves to be watchdogs over the rest of us, and they believed their job was to find something wrong with everybody else. It was not a good time for the Lord's church in this area. And I don't say that with glee. Uh, it, I was disappointed with the whole thing. Still am. But I think... I am so glad to say that just like the prodigal son, we, we've come to ourselves. And we've realized, hey, we're brothers and sisters. We're preaching the same gospel. We're practicing the same things. We're all doing it right. I think we have, we have finally understood that. We're doing better. And the atmosphere in the Lord's church where we live is so much better if you're if you're like me and you, and you try to visit some, when a congregation in this area is having a gospel meeting, I, I, my wife and I try to go at least one night to just offer our support and let them know that, hey, we're brothers and sisters and we're here to, to support your meeting. And it is, the, the atmosphere is so much better. When you go somewhere else and you feel welcome, that is such a, a good thing. The atmosphere is so much better. We're doing that right. And we need to continue to build on that. We're brothers and sisters. We need to act like it. Now, it's true. and We should not forget this. Romans 16 and verse 17. Paul, Paul said there, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses which are, this is the key thing, which are contrary to the doctrine you have learned and avoid them. Those things that are contrary to the New Testament and the gospel, we need to be aware of those things. We need to take note of it. If we see it, we need to recognize it. That is true. But even in those cases, even as we do that, we still have to practice love. We still have to practice love towards one another, even those that we might, we might be trying to show them the error of their ways, but we got to do it with love. Ephesians 4 and verse 15 tells us in no uncertain terms, preach the truth in love. We're trying to help. That's our goal. That's our, that's our intention. My, my friend, I'm just trying to show you that, that what you've been preaching from the pulpit is, might not be according to the New Testament. We're, we're trying to help them see those things. That, that's our goal and our intention. Anger and hatred and malice and arrogance, they have no place in what we're trying to do. Our motivation is love, nothing else. Our motivation is love. In John chapter 13, and beginning in verse 34, they, these are the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus said there, A new commandment I give unto you, 
that you love one another. As, as I have loved you, that's the way we're supposed to love, the way Jesus did. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. In the next verse he says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And nothing else, nothing else will do. And I'm, I'm preaching to T.A. here. I probably need this worse than anybody under this roof. I'm preaching to myself. And I will oppose things that I believe will hurt Bethel. But even as I do that, I, I understand and I realize I've got to try to do it with the right spirit and practice love. Turn with me now, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 4. I want us to read this together. It's, it's a little lengthy because I'm going to begin in Ephesians 4 and verse 29. And the thought actually carries over into Ephesians 5. And so I'm going to read all the way from Ephesians 4.29 to Ephesians 5 and verse 2. Read this with me. This is, this is the spirit of a Christian. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. That's what we're shooting for. We're trying to help people. That it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and, and, and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Can't have those things. Be kind to one another and tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Even, even as we oppose, as we debate, sometimes just absolutely plead with other people, we have to be just as kind as we can be. Even... Even if you want to scream, and I got to tell you, brothers and sisters, I've been there <laughs> where I wanted to scream. I, I, I know I can't do it that way. We have to be just as kind and as gentle as we can. And I'm going to take it even a step further. Even more than that. Let me show you. Let me show you. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. In verse 7, I want you to notice what Paul told Titus here. How, how we're supposed to, to conduct ourselves and the attitude that we're supposed to have. I think this is maybe a step even over and above just being nice to people. Notice what he says here. In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing integrity and reverence, and incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil 
to say of you. We must be people of honor. People of integrity. Folks may not agree with us. They, they, may not, they may not see it the way we do. But they can't criticize our character. They can't criticize the kind of person that we are. Folks might say, Ah, those people down there at the Bethel Church of Christ, I, I don't like the way they do things. They, they go on and on and on all the time about water baptism uh, for the remission of sins. I don't, don't agree with that. Do you know that all they do at their worship is sing, make melody in their hearts to the Lord? The only instrument they use is their voice. And I, I don't agree with that. Would you believe they take the Lord's Supper every first day of the week? They never miss a Sunday. They always take the Lord's Supper every first day of the week. And I don't agree with them on those things. But those folks down there at Bethel, they love the Lord. And they are good people. We, we need that to be said about us. And the last thing I have is this. We, and really I, I should say I, we cannot be so consumed with opposing error that we forget to do the work of the church. <laughs> and I believe that very thing happened to some good people a few years ago. Their intentions were good. They got so, they got so carried away <laughs> that in, the, in their zeal and their, their determination to oppose error in the Lord's church. That's a good thing, and we need to do that. But in their zeal, they forgot about saving the lost. <laughs> and they forgot about visiting the sick and, uh, and the shut-ins. They forgot about encouraging their brothers and their sisters. In fact, I wonder if, in some cases, people weren't discouraged by their negativity and their their spirit and their their attitude. Now, now we want to protect Bethel. We want to protect Bethel from those things that would hurt us. But even as we do that, we've got to be got to be building on those positive things that we are doing. We're doing a lot of things right here. We really are, and we need to to continue to build on those things. And 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 we're always trying to do it better, to, to improve. We're, we're not going to reach a point where we can say, Lord, I think we're just as good as we can be. I'm stopping right here. We're never going to get there. We're always trying to do better. Building on what we're doing right. In 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight. Of faith. That's the words. Fight the good fight of faith. And that's what we need to do. But let us, let us do it with love. Let us do it with honor in an honorable way. Let us do it with, with integrity. We've got to hang on to our integrity as we do these things. Folks may not always agree with us, or well, we can be sure they won't.
But we need to make sure that when they're talking about the Bethel Church of Christ, they might say, well, I don't agree with them, but Bethel loves the Lord. The folks at Bethel love one another. And they love their neighbor as their self. We need to make sure those things are said of us. And because we love the souls of all men, we preach and teach the plan of salvation. That plan tells us that we must be willing to repent of our sins, to confess our faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and to be immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. This morning, if you've never become a Christian, just this past week, we had the example of, of, two, of our, two of our young people who showed us a, a very good example they recognized that they needed to be obedient to the plan of salvation, and they showed us how to do that. Jameson and Shayla obeyed the gospel. This morning, whether you're young or whether you're old, if you've never obeyed the gospel, this is a chance for you to do that. Perhaps you have been a Christian at some time in your life, but for, for some reason you have fallen away. We're not going to interrogate you. But if you're willing to throw off those things that have caused you to fall, you can ask for the prayers of the faithful this very morning and be restored while we stand and sing.